Is mainstream school failing your kids? The pandemic, with all the changes to schooling and daily life, is a moment of opportunity to rethink the educational path that works best for you and for your kids. So the question is, how can we as parents find alternative solutions that aren't necessarily having to do it all ourselves or pay for programs that we can't afford? I'm Jerry Kirk. And I'm Graham Kirk. Join us as we talk with families thriving on their own path. We shared practical tips, wins, and challenges they've been through to help you on yours. We interview educational experts and parent entrepreneurs with education solutions for the modern age, so parents wanting a better alternative can make confident, informed choices. Welcome to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. You're ready for change. And so are we. Welcome back to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. I'm super excited for today's interview because today we're going to talk cryptocurrency, which is a topic that I'm super passionate about for reasons that may surprise you. And, you know, we'll get into more into into the show. Now, my guest today is a good friend, Alex Elliott, and I've known her for a few years now. And really, I consider someone that I really look up to, particularly in the crypto space. She's an early Bitcoin and cryptocurrency investor who started way back in 2013, which in Internet years is about... 100 with her uh <laughs> with her first of many crypto and particularly bitcoin investments honestly i consider her one of the smartest people i know in the crypto space personally and someone that i and many others turn to for guidance so these days alex is helping regular folks like you and i earn cryptocurrency passively with her free supportive facebook group the crypto chill lounge and her more advanced paid sat stacker mastermind where she dives deep into loads of passive crypto income strategies. So, as I said, I've been following and learning tons from Alex about crypto for some time now, and so I asked if she'd be willing to come on the show, which she gratefully said yes. And so I'm super excited to help you and your family kind of unravel this incredible opportunity that's happening right now in the cryptocurrency space. So, Alex, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here, Jerry. I appreciate it. We, yeah. uh, we did this once before and it's so fun to like come back after some time, you know, and uh, reconnect and, and, and see where we're both at and what we're both up to. So I'm super excited to dive in today. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, change is the only constant. I mean, it, this is actually, um, you know, you were on my, my first podcast, which has now gone, you know, gone off to the sunset and, and now yeah, well, it's just really, you know, it's just things keep evolving and changing and, you know, gotten really passionate about the education space in particular over the last year. And even for yourself, I mean, you know, the last several years I've been following you online, you've been through several iterations and evolutions from you know, affiliate marketing to diving into Facebook groups and, and now uh, heads on into um, crypto. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what life absolutely. is all about. Growth, development, change. Absolutely. Well, speaking of, of change, I mean, wow, I mean, things are, are changing so much in the cryptocurrency space. I mean, you know, Bitcoin is all over the news these days, unlike back in 2013 when you got started. Countries like El Salvador making legal tender, which is like, oh, my God, just a lot of things happening and a lot of growth. You know, I think for a lot of people still, you know, even though they're hearing about it, you know, Bitcoin and crypto is still this really mysterious, unknown world. And so... I thought maybe we could start by just I'm curious, like for you, what is the opportunity that you'd like people to see and, and, and understand about crypto? Such a good question. So I think that 
If you're like most people, you probably get your news, you know, from some mixture of, I don't know, CNN or Fox News or MSNBC or CNBC or, you know, one of the kind of the big networks, let's say. Or maybe you, you, you see articles on Facebook or Twitter or something like that. And what ends up happening is you sort of get this, this um, what we like to call kind of this mainstream view. And we have to kind of sometimes ask ourselves like, where does that mainstream view come from? Does it come from people who are actually really, really knowledgeable in this space? Does it come from actual real experts? Or does it maybe come from journalists who are on a deadline and they've got to pump out a story and you know, they're, they're also writing a story about you know, the vaccine and they're also writing a story about poverty and they're also writing a story about health and who knows what, right? So they're kind of a little bit of a generalist and God bless them, they're trying to do the best they can. But I think sometimes some of the nuance and and some of the just a really the real innovation and, and revolutionary nature of what we're what we're looking at and what we're dealing with is lost. And sometimes some of the old tired uh, you know tropes are, are trotted out, or some of the old tired cliches are trotted out when it's dealt with in the news. And I think that does cryptocurrency and particularly Bitcoin a, a real injustice um, in terms of what it actually represents and its its power to transform lives. And so, what would I hope? people could learn or know about, um, we'll, we'll just talk about Bitcoin in general because it's sort of the most well-known. It is the oldest, it is the most established. So, you know, what would I like people to know about Bitcoin? I'd like them to know that it's a way to opt out of inflation. You know, and what is inflation? Inflation kind of sounds like this like dry word that maybe an economics professor kind of, you know, it's this dusty word that an economics pr professor might use. But what inflation really is, is you know, you're at your job or you're in your business and you're getting paid kind of the same thing you've been paid all year or right. the past two, three years. And yet every time you go to the store, everything's just a little bit more expensive. And it's like, or wait this a minute. Year a lot more. Or, or this year a lot more, <laughs> let's be honest, right? I think we've all felt it a little bit more this year. And, and you know, maybe that house that you had your eye on and you were saving for, suddenly it's $100,000 more expensive. And you're like, well, where am I supposed to get that money? You're like, my, my income didn't go up by 100,000. What happened here, right? Or, exactly, yeah. you know, all of that. So if you're starting to feel the pinch of inflation, part of that or a lot of that has to do with the fact that the money printer has been kind of stuck in the on position lately, particularly in the US. And we've been printing lots and lots and lots of money. In fact, 27% of the entire money supply was printed in the last 12 months. That is extraordinary. That's never happened before in American history. And so, that's, of, wow, that's yeah, insane. It's insane. So that's why prices have been skyrocketing, right? I'm sure you're seeing it in Canada too. So be, because of that, when you dump that much paper money into an economy, what ends up happening is the money that's already in the pot, the money that's already in circulation loses value. So that dollar only really has maybe about 65, 70 cents purchasing power now, which is why everything feels more expensive. Why, why are the prices going up? Because those same merchants, they still gotta pay taxes, they still gotta make yep. a living, they still wanna, so they've gotta bump their prices to feel like they're just treading water, right? So yeah. if you're looking to kind of opt out of that and get out of inflation and be like, wow, you know, I'd really like to um, save my labor because what is money really? Money is just, uh, you know, we get paid. 
It's an expression of value for our time. That's all money is. It's just, it's just an exchange of value for our time. And what happens is when you, when you have inflation and your money's devaluing, what they're doing really is devaluing your time, which what is your time really? It's just your life force. It's your life, right? So they're devaluing your life in essence. So if you'd like to maybe not have that happen, if you'd like to be like, Hey, my time is actually worth something. I don't want the government to arbitrarily devalue my time. I'd like to actually be able to spend time with my kids or, or, you know, on my hobbies or travel or whatever, instead of work so freaking hard. So yeah. How does Bitcoin address some of that then? So what Bitcoin does is it's a very interesting, unique mechanism. Bitcoin, there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. Now, that scares some people. They're like, oh my gosh, wait, there's like 8 billion people. How does this work? How, no, there's not enough for everybody. What are we gonna do? Well, the cool thing is that Bitcoin themselves, they are divisible, kind of like a dollar is divisible into cents. Bitcoin are divisible into something known as Satoshis or sats for, for short, right? So there's a hundred million sats inside of a Bitcoin, right? So that's a lot of stats to go around. So when you look at that, there's actually 2.1 quadrillion sats in the world. That's way more than the population will ever need and plenty to go around, right? So for people who say, oh gosh, there's only 21 million Bitcoin that can never be enough. Actually, it can be enough. There's elasticity as it were in the supply. However, no one, because Bitcoin's run by code, it's, it's literally run by mathematics. There's no like evil genius behind the Bitcoin curtain. There's no, nobody's running it. It's literally a code that was set in motion and it operates whether we want it to or not. It operates completely decentralized. Millions and millions and millions and millions of computers all over the earth contribute to the network. No one computer is more important than another. And they all kind of come together, validate the transactions, secure the network, etc. And the great thing is no one can ever print any more Bitcoin, which means that when you store the value of your time in Bitcoin versus in US dollars, Canadian dollars, euros, whatever, the value of your time doesn't just not go down. It actually ends up over time going up. If you look at the compound annual growth rate of um, Bitcoin as an asset class, it has outperformed every single other asset class 10 years running for the last 10 years. Gold, real estate, commercial real estate, silver, uh, all, the, all the precious metals, all of the types of stores of value, bonds, etc. You know, it's even outperformed the, the S&P over the last 10 years by 10x. Yeah, and pretty pretty significantly too. And as you point out, it's it's been around now for for more than ten years. It's it's really kind of proven it's it's, it's growing up as an asset class, which is why yeah. all of the major hedge funds, all of the major banks, in fact, you know, sovereign wealth funds of nations around the world are all trying to get their hands on Bitcoin because they're beginning to realize what a lot of us internet nerds have realized for a long time is that digital scarcity is real, right? You used to kind of have this analog of gold in the real world, right? With, with physical scarcity. Now we're able to able to store our value in digital scarcity. The same way we don't handle gold coins anymore. We do ones and zeros in the computer when we're paying each other by PayPal or credit card or whatever. Same thing. Yep. We don't have to store our value in physical gold. We can now store it in digital gold Bitcoin. So as you point out, like I've noticed even for myself, like there's a, there's a lot of different ways now you can access Bitcoin. I can even here in Canada, we can get it through um, like more traditional investments or like ETFs and, and things like that. So yeah, so it's becoming, yeah, a lot more, a lot more uh, mainstream as you point out, because um, institutions also want their, want their cut of the, um, 
the profits in the pie too, right? I'll tell you, folks like my my parents, I don't know that I would ever invest in an ETF. I don't even really know what an ETF is, to be honest, but like that's something probably my parents would invest in. They'd want to invest in an ETF. And so how awesome that institutions are now making that available to kind of more traditional conservative investors. Whereas, you know, for you and I, it might be something like, you know, we could literally invest in uh, with our cash app or our Venmo app or PayPal or Robinhood or Coinbase or there's so many different options for us as well. You literally just pick up your phone, you can get access to Bitcoin, right? It's so simple. You and I were talking off air how kids these days, you know, teenagers are more likely to have a cryptocurrency wallet on their phone than they are to have a bank account. Right. Which yeah. is really fascinating when you think about it. The world is changing around us. Think about the implications of that for that generation when they grow up. You know what I mean? Like, where are they going to be yeah. transferring value more likely with cryptocurrency and digital currencies than with traditional methods? So just to, to cover that, that topic a bit more. So kids, kids can't get involved in crypto. I mean, just for, for people who are listening out there. It's an interesting dilemma. Here's what I'll say. And this gets a little bit complicated, but stick with me to have what's known as a fiat on-ramp. So all that means, and it's fancy language for, the ability to exchange US dollars, Canadian dollars, euros, whatever, into cryptocurrency, you have to have a money transmitter license, meaning the, the exchange itself, the platform itself has to have a, a money transmitter license or banking license. Those don't come cheap. So not everybody has money transmitter license. Not everybody is what's known as a fiat on-ramp. Some exchanges are just crypto to crypto, right? Those usually tend to be known as decentralized exchanges. They're not hosted on a central server. Again, they're a lot like the Bitcoin network. They are powered by computers all over the world in every corner of the earth. Um, everybody kind of jumps in together and it is by their participation that the network is created, right? So we'll just take an example. If you were to gift your children some, some Ethereum or some Bitcoin, you say, hey, son, here you go. Here's some Bitcoin. And he's like, oh my gosh, thanks, dad. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. Could right. he go to a decentralized exchange where there's, they don't know, they don't ask you who you are. They don't ask you where you're from. They don't ask you anything, you know, that's extraneous. Like you might be asked at a bank. They're just there to facilitate a trade. So could he go and make a trade? Yeah, he sure could. He absolutely could. And he could, you know, um, convert his Bitcoin into something else and, uh, you know, trade that into something else. You know, he could just get, get crazy with it if he wanted to. Now, is he able to on-ramp fiat? As a, as a minor, not usually. Usually they require identification. You have to be over a certain age. That age may differ depending upon the US state that you're in and or the country that you're in. Um, some countries have different requirements. So when you're talking about fiat on-ramping, that has more stringent requirements and, and sure, qualifications. Yeah. But if you were to gift your child some, some Ethereum and say, hey, go have at it at a decentralized exchange, absolutely he uploads his trust wallet he's ready to go right yeah easy enough yeah. and trust me cool. there are millions of kids doing it right so <laughs> yeah or um you know i was listening to a, a podcast interview the other day with i forget the guy's name he was just like 14 years old same as my son and he's basically like almost like managing his parents uh investments in in crypto and other things right because they don't have a clue they don't necessarily want to understand but but he does and they trust the trust exactly. him to do it, so. and in fact kids are really kids are really leading um a lot of the, the the charge here and a lot of the innovation here i mean you've got kids on on tiktok giving each other uh you know cryptocurrency investing advice it's wild and uh these are kids who uh, you know 
We're not gonna guess how they got money on ramped into the system. I'm sure the parents helped, but uh, here we are, right? And, and the kids are they're making money hand over fist, both in the stock market and uh, in crypto, because they really understand that this is the future, right? Yeah, and so I know with your, your Facebook group and, and your focus, I mean, there, there's so many different ways to go about getting into crypto, right? And some are easier than others, some are harder than others. I mean, trying to trade cryptocurrency, for example, is, is a whole other level of complexity. And a lot of your, your early experiments, I think, with some of your group were, were kind of more in that, that area. And then, and then you sort of really latched on in the last several months in particular around really simple and effective passive income crypto strategies that that really anyone can I think can can grasp with a little bit of, of effort. So I'd love to explore that with you a little bit. It was like so they they're hearing about crypto like yeah this this you know I really should do something here but you know I don't want to spend you know hours a day trying to figure out what I need to do. So how can people get started in really simple passive ways? It's such a good question because I think that um, you're right. The learning curve the barrier to entry particularly for people who might not be a 14-year-old savant are it feels hard. It feels like, oh my gosh, this is this scary world that I know nothing about. And the media has just told me it's full of criminals and scammers and I don't know, right? Like it just feels foreign and scary and, and, and like it's hard to a lot of people. And, and it's just not maybe a language they're used to speaking as it were. So Alex, now that, you know, we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, some of the opportunity, what are some of the ways that, you know, people can get started in, in crypto? Because, you know, it's a lot of it can be really complex, confusing, you know, trying to like, you know, trading crypto. And I, I know, you know, for you over the last several months in particular, um, you've really been dialing in um, and I've been taking advantage of some really simple ways that aren't complex, aren't confusing, that people can start to take advantage of the crypto opportunity. Absolutely. I think um, that's a really good point. Crypto can feel scary, even the name. Like, think about it. crypto. It feels cryptic. Right. It feels. Yeah, it feels. It's like, are there criminals here? Or are they scamming me? What's going on? Like that. That's kind of a little bit of the media narrative. So I think you're right. It feels a little bit foreign. It feels a little bit scary to people. It feels a little bit like out there, and they're like, oh, I don't know. And uh, you know, you hear stories. So I, I think that you're right. That that although crypto can feel that way, I really want to. And, and what I have tried to do, and I'm glad that you've noticed this. <laughs> I've really tried over the past several months to kind of simplify and just make this really push button easy in a way for beginners because I get it. There's a whole lingo and a whole world around crypto. It can sound and feel foreign. Most people don't have 12 hours a day to dedicate to this, right? They, they probably yeah. maybe have 30 minutes if they can scrape that together, but they really want to get involved. They're like, oh, how do I do it? So there are, I'll tell you, in the last several years, some specific companies have just made absolutely incredible strides in terms of their user experience and making this simple and making it easy and making it very, you know, step by step by step, really like kind of just dummy proof. You can't mess it up, which is which is just fantastic. And so for me, for just dead beginners, I think that the really the most important asset to focus on is truly Bitcoin. And to really start there uh, as an on-ramping asset, it is the, the the safest of all the assets. It is the the greatest store of value, as we were talking about. You know, there, there's Bitcoin, and then there's what we know as altcoins, and altcoins are just alternatives to Bitcoin, right? They're not Bitcoin. That that entire world, you know, we we like to make a joke that you know there, there's Bitcoin, and then you know, 98% of altcoins are basically kind of a scam and you just sort of want to stay away from them because you can really stand to lose a lot of money. So I always talk to talk to beginners about 
you know, let's keep you in the in the, the kiddie pool for a little bit, right? Let's keep right, you over sure. here in the safe part of the pool. So we'll stick with Bitcoin. Sorry, just going to add to that too. I mean, like, I'm not just in crypto. I mean, in regular stocks or other types of investments, you know, you've got your your kind of your blue chips, right? Or your your solid things that have just been around for a while and have proven themselves. And there's also you know, lots of speculative things out there as well. So, you know, crypto's no different. It, it's no different than that. Absolutely. It is, a, it is a market just like that. It is investments just like that. Sometimes it can, you know, on, on some of the coins, I would, I would argue that it's not investing, it's more gambling, but that wouldn't be any different than, you know, what's going on with GameStop or AMC. That's also a form, right? right? Doge, I mean, so Dogecoin, yeah. exactly. It, it, it can be all over the map and in different places. But I think what I like to recommend for beginners is to really set up a strategy where, you know, we're leveraging automation and we don't have to actually remember to do anything or or do it we literally take one hour if you have one hour you can set up a strategy where you're auto saving your money in Bitcoin I like to talk about Bitcoin as a savings technology right so let's just for easy math let's pretend I'm earning five thousand dollars a month right and so I pay once I'm done paying my bills maybe uh, it takes four thousand a month right and then so I have a thousand dollars extra every month well I can choose what I'd like to do with that do I want to go blow it on you know the movies and theme parks and you know spend it on a fancy car or would I like to save the value of my work and uh, hopefully not have that be devalued by my government so what would I do what could I do I I could set up an automated Bitcoin savings account where literally, let's say if I've got that extra thousand dollars, maybe what I'd like to do is take $250 a week as I get my paycheck or whatever. And I'm just automatic, I'm having it auto withdraw from my bank account into that Bitcoin savings account. I can take that a step further and I can even go, okay, cool. I know of some platforms that will actually give me up to 8% interest imagine your bank giving you eight percent interest there's no savings account on earth that's going to give you eight percent interest like yeah, it's just I, not going to happen so yeah. you know there's, there's another platform and this platform you know they've got proof of reserves they've been audited by a top 25 accounting firm they've got insurance etc like you're, you're you're totally safe you can put your bitcoin over there and this all happens automatically it's automatically drawing from here, automatically sending to this platform where you're now earning 8% on top of the Bitcoin, that asset that's already appreciating at over right. 200% per year, which is what it's done the past 10 years. I mean, think about that. In one hour, we've set up a system where now you're saving all that money into Bitcoin the underlying assets appreciating and you're getting that interest on top. Is that worth an hour of your life? I think so, you know, and that's the, that is literally the safest, most, um, you know, conservative, automated, amazing way. If like one month, you know, you get a bonus and you're like, woo, this month I want to do 500 a week or something. Okay, cool. You can just, with a couple of clicks done, you've, you've rechanged it. Or you say, Ooh, this week or this month it's tight. I had a hospital bill or I had to take my dog to the vet or whatever it was. I can't do it this month. Cool. You can put it on pause, no charge. Like. This is yeah. all, there's no charge to set this up. There's no nothing. You have a small network fee when you when you make your transactions. But other than that, you know, that's it. And, I, and I'll tell you, it is the greatest wealth builder that I know and wealth maintainer right now that I know is just to simply create this automated savings account in Bitcoin. And you know what I would recommend? Don't put a price app on your phone and watch the price of Bitcoin all day. It'll give you agita. You'll get sick. You'll, you'll, you'll be sick to your stomach. Yeah, there's a lot of short-term volatility. That's right. noise. The signal 
is the fact that every single year for the past 10 years or more, it's gone literally straight up, like just up, 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 up every single year. And so that's the signal, not the noise of the daily price action. That's not interesting and you don't want to worry about it. Don't even look at it for the next five years, right? Yeah, well, exactly, right? I mean, just like like people putting money aside in retirement savings, right? I mean, a bit of experience in it and, you know, again, applying some of the, the things that you've you've shared like uh, so i've i've parked bitcoin in uh, leaden is one of these platforms that you'd recommended and yeah i mean it's i'm i was earning six you know, currently earning six percent interest on some of that bitcoin there regardless of what price the bitcoin is at it's still it's still gaining which is amazing something we won't get into you know a ton today but i think this helpful for people to realize is you know once you're in the crypto space and you're like you're earning you know and you're protecting yourself against inflation which i don't which you know can't be emphasized enough. Like that's that's so valuable. But the thing that I talk to a lot of people about, particularly you know, like other business owners and whatnot, is there's so much flexibility in the financing world, which could be a whole other podcast in of itself, right? You've done it, I've done it, where like you can borrow with like off your off your Bitcoin, for example. I don't like taking out a home line of credit. I think people are really familiar with taking out a home line of credit. You know, you've got this underlying asset, which is your home right? And you've got some equity in that home and you're like, gosh, I'd really like to have access to that equity because I need that cash, right? Maybe I got to pay for my daughter's wedding or I want to buy a boat or whatever the thing is. You want to remodel the kitchen, right? So you access, you use your home as collateral, access the value of that equity, take it out as a cash loan and boom, you know, you pay it back once you're able to pay it back. Same thing applies to Bitcoin, guys. You know how I told you you're saving all this money, saving all this money, saving all this money. Well, this becomes your rainy day fund. It becomes your your HELOC, you know, your home equity line of credit, for lack of a better word, except it's a lot easier to get. There's far less paperwork, promise. Yeah, well, not only easier, right? But I think the part that, that I try to tell people about is it doesn't touch your Bitcoin. Like, so, you know, you're borrowing off it. I mean, kind of like your house, I guess, in the sense, right? Your Bitcoin continues to appreciate. And what's interesting as you do the math, right? And, and you've talked about this as well, is because the, the terms are so good, by the time you actually have to pay back the loan, more often than not, the Bitcoin is appreciated so much that it's basically paid off the loan for you. It pays off the you know. loan for you. And know that, that I literally know a lot of people, this is called the perpetual refi strategy and people do this and they literally take out a loan against their Bitcoin kind of at the bottom. And then because the terms are so good, it's 1% interest per month and you yeah. don't have to pay anything for a year. So the, the gamble is, will my Bitcoin be worth more than what I, you know, what I borrowed plus 12%? Well, it's got a history of over 200% year on year growth. So yeah, it likely will, right? Like it's a safe gamble as it were. And the beautiful thing is you're not touching your underlying asset, but you're still able to access that cash value. You are not triggering capital gains taxes because you're not selling the underlying asset. There's no taxes That's on huge. this. It's massive because, you know, short term capital gains tax can be up to 37% in the United States. Long term capital gains tax can be up to 20% in the United States. I don't know what it is in Canada, but it's, it's pretty hefty in the States. So being able to access the cash value without triggering short term capital gains tax is massive. And number two, if you take it out for a business expense, let's say you wanted to, this is another strategy we teach. If you wanted to purchase some cryptocurrency miners so that you had 
you know, something uh, producing cryptocurrency for you 24 seven, 365. Well now, it's a capital expense for your business and that's tax deductible. So there are all sorts of amazing well, strategies yeah. that you go, oh, listen, I'm, I'm like the queen of all these strategies. I'm just trying not to pay taxes, you know what I mean? Legal strategies, of course, but but really, if this, the strategies are there for you to use them, the loopholes are there for you to take advantage of them. I mean, this is the billionaire strategy, guys. You know, they have lots and lots and lots of assets and borrow cheap debt against their assets for cash, right? This is, and, and then purchase more assets. I mean, that's really for more cash flow. That's what you do. Yeah, that's a great segue into and something I'd love to touch on a little bit today. I mean, and you know, people can check it a lot more in your group, right? But is this about helium, right? Which I'm quite involved in as well with you because I honestly think that's also, I mean, a little bit more involved, say, than just getting auto pay of, of, of Bitcoin. But I, I see it also as a, an on-ramp for people to get involved in, in crypto. Yeah, and, and a good way to really position it as an on-ramp, it really is. Give you a real specific example. My mom's best friend. So I got my mom a helium hotspot so that she could earn helium, you know, just kind of on autopilot, it's sitting there. And as you know, I live in Barcelona, Spain. My mom lives in Fort Lauderdale. So we're talking thousands of miles, right? My 78 year old mother with me on the phone, a video call, we're setting this thing up together. She's able to, you know, turn it on, hook it up, sync it up. It took about 24 hours like everybody's does to sync up. And uh, we were even able to troubleshoot a few things, got it working, got it producing for her after a couple of days. And um, you know, this thing's just, she's so cute. Every single day she's like, okay, let's check the app. What is it now? How much do I have now? Like she's so excited just to see all this cryptocurrency coming in. <laughs> well, she awesome. having me as a daughter, she'd already purchased Bitcoin. I had, in, I had just put my foot down. I was like, you got to have some Bitcoin mom. It just is what it is. So she'd already done that. So she's kind of ahead of most 78 year olds, but her best friend, her neighbor who doesn't have any idea about crypto saw the little box, the little helium hotspot in her house. Mm -hmm. and was like, what's that? And she was like, you are not going to believe this girl. And she told her what it was. <laughs> well, I mean, do you think her neighbor was going to sit there and let her have one and not get one? She was like, I want one. I need to have, what is this? I got to have one. I'm, I'm so immediately she orders a, a helium hotspot because she wants a money printing device too. That's basically what these things are. So now we're getting her one and we're going to get her all set up. And you know, she's learning about, you know, cryptocurrency wallets and how to, you know, set up a Coinbase account and all these things that she never would have learned. And that's right. that on-ramping process you were talking about for a complete normie, you know, as it were, affectionately, we call people normies who are not in the cryptocurrency space. So I think it's beautiful that it's, it's on-ramping people and getting people excited about this new economy and really giving people a chance to earn you know, this is a woman who's, you know, she's, she's doing three part-time jobs just to like afford her mortgage. That's crazy. That, that that's yeah. not, that shouldn't be. That's crazy. So for those who haven't introduced you to this whole helium thing, what's kind of like the, the, the sort of the, the brief? So um, helium is a really exciting company. You can go check it out at helium.com. They are actually a Google Ventures backed company. Google Ventures is the venture capital arm of Google, right? It, it's the, it's the arm of their company that goes, Hey, that's a really cool startup company. We want to invest a lot of money in them because we want to help them blow up and grow, right? They see potential. So Helium is this company that Google has invested in. I think they invested back in 2014, if I'm correct, 2014, 2015. And Helium themselves launched in 2013. So they've been around a good while. And I don't know if you know the, um, you've ever heard of the company Napster? Napster was kind of a big, yeah, it was kind of a big file sharing company back in the day. The CEO of Napster, 
is the CEO of Helium. Brilliant, brilliant guy, right? Just, just, just really, really innovative, ahead of his time kind of guy. Anyhow, he's the head of Helium. What Helium's doing, for lack of a better uh, way of explaining it, is they're kind of decentralizing wireless service but not necessarily wireless service for cell phone devices. They're decentralizing long range radio wireless services for the internet of things. Now, if you've never heard of the internet of things, that sounds weird. Is that like the internet? Like, what is that? No, right. the internet of things is for smart devices. I am sure that you've heard of things like Fitbits or if you ever had a palpitation in your heart and the cardiologist sent you home with like a heart monitor, that's a smart device, right? Or maybe you've got a smart TV or a smart refrigerator, or maybe a smart home. You've heard of those, like with the, the thermostats and all the things. There's so many, there's smoke sensors. Like it's wild, there's so many devices. Yeah. Yeah, and in the industry, you've got, I mean, like sensors, like temperature sensors, or just, I mean, even now, you, they have like these mouse traps. I saw that. I said, there's like humane mouse traps that are Internet of Things devices. They're like smart devices. It's wild. So, and actually, the Internet of Things industry is expected to grow to like an 80 billion or something. No, I'm sorry. It's an 80 billion dollar industry now that is expected in the next three years, we're talking, no, four years, I'm sorry, we're 2021 right now, that's right. So by 2025, it should be a two to three trillion dollar industry. We're now at 80 billion. Wow, really? I mean, we're now at 80 no billion. So think about the, the amount of growth that's projected to happen just based on all the patents that have been filed, based on all the manufacturing, all the contracts, all the different players getting involved in this space. It's massive. So Helium is really positioned to to do this in a massive way and really blanket the globe. So instead of having these like big cell towers, you know, in your backyard, which are terrible for everybody's health, instead what they're doing and, and instead of allowing, you know, Verizon and and and, and Sprint and T-Mobile and all these these conglomerates to collect all the, the the data transfer fees, they're saying no. We're going to do this a different way. We're going to empower individuals. They actually call themselves the People's Network. So we're going to empower individuals. And instead of all these cell towers, we're going to give everybody a little small, a tiny little hotspot. That little hotspot's going to have a range of a couple kilometers, a couple miles, and it's going to be able to connect to other hotspots in people's homes, in people's businesses, wherever they choose to place them, apartments, you know, you name it. And those devices are going to literally connect together and create the network itself. So it's a really neat model that allows us to not only build that network of, of the internet of things, but as a reward for participating in the network, we get a portion of those transfer, those data transfer fees. So instead of the cell phone you know, companies collecting all the fees, we get the fees and we get them in the form of helium token cryptocurrency, right? Which is exchangeable, any number of exchanges for Canadian dollars, US dollars, euros, you name it, Bitcoin, whatever you'd like. So it's a really neat, what I like to, it's, it's kind of a neat people-based economy, as yeah. it were. And it, it's really exciting to be at the at the forefront of this. I mean, this thing is just rolling out globally. It's exciting. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're the one who first exposed me to it in, in the Facebook group. And so, I mean, like from so from my experience of it so far, what what's attracted me to it is, like, number one, it's like these hotspots, they're not expensive. Um, in some cases, you can, you can even get them for free. And so because they're trying to build out this network, I mean, they have this this really clever strategy where we're all getting rewarded just for expanding the network, even if no one's technically using it right now. Like in my hometown of Sault Ste. Marie, not a whole lot of IoT action going on, right? But I've got, you know, several, I've got like a, a dozen hotspots now here set up. 
And like I said, like we just you just plug it in people's homes. And so as a way of getting cryptocurrency, like you're not actually having to buy it. It's basically being given to you in, in these rewards. And as, as you know, I mean, the value of helium will continue to go up if you just hang on to it or the price predictions are really interesting you know like you said you get this little box this little hotspot thing for free you can put it in your windowsill kind of forget about it just just let the tokens assemble let them you know build up an arsenal of of hnt tokens don't even think about it for three years or whatever and i'm telling you some of these price predictions are wild i've seen and, and a lot of this has to do with the the model the way the token works inside of the helium kind of economy or the the you know there's a two-sided marketplace you've got the, the users the iot device users and then you've got us who are providing the network and they have to use hnt and we earn hnt and so there's this really neat dynamic this marketplace some of the best models uh, for the price prediction are putting, you know, the token price at three figures, four figures within the next couple of years. It's only $13 today. So imagine, you know, you're, you're getting all this H&T at $13 and you're like, yeah, that's that's cool. So every H&T I earn 13 bucks. Well, if you just hold on to it, every H&T you earn might be worth 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. Who knows? You know, in, in the year 2025, we don't know. So I can tell you what, I'm not selling any of mine. Like they're they're sitting in their little wallet and they're just gonna sit there for a couple of years. Yeah, well, and you know, I guess there's also the, you know, the option to take advantage of some of the other strategies out there to compound your, you know, converting your HNT and send to say into Bitcoin and the things we talked about earlier where you can earn interest on it or or borrow off of it or or, or some other more advanced strategies that you teach. Wild strategies. Every morning I wake up and I say, how can I make my money make me more money? Right? Like, it's not how can I work harder? It's not how can I, you know, it's how can I, how can I take the passive income that I'm already earning and make it go earn me more passive income? Because that's really what we're talking about, right? When the HNT comes in, it's like, okay, cool. How can I make this passive income that I just earned from a box sitting on my windowsill go earn me more money? I mean, it's just, it's a whole new world that we're, that we're able to operate in. I think particularly, you know, as we kind of come out of this pandemic or still kind of are reeling from a lot of the consequences of this, a lot of people lost their jobs, their businesses, et cetera. People are hurting. They are desperate for ways to um, feed their families, for ways to pay the bills to, you know, we talked about fighting inflation. Well, fighting inflation isn't some people's biggest concern right now. It's just keeping their head above water. Well, if, yeah, just, just if the water is rising by, you know, 15% every year, you, you, you gotta, you know, so we're doing everything we can to really help um, people get ahead. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad you point that out, Alex, cause that's, you know, as, as I've been getting back more into to crypto over the last little while, particularly with, with helium and things like that is, yeah, I, I really believe that we're kind of entering a world where it's kind of like going to be like. A lot in a lot of ways there's some haves and have nots and a lot of that's going to be i mean this is my view that that line is kind of divided between those who get into crypto at least for part of their strategy in, in moving forward and those who don't right for a lot of important reasons i tend to agree i think that what we're what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot of the world's value kind of sucked into crypto and a lot of fiat the fiat world, the, meaning the, 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 the USDs, the, the GBPs, the euros, all that, a lot of that's going to begin to decrease in value. If you're holding on to cash right now, your cash is actually decreasing in value. And so you're going to need to find somewhere else to deploy that cash to keep it safe. And so I think that you're a hundred percent right. If in these times you are not in some way, shape or form invested, um, even just a small portion of your portfolio 
into I'll, I'll just speak about Bitcoin right now um, and and I love helium um, but I, I see helium as a mechanism to get more Bitcoin right I mean that's sure. that's for yeah. me it, it's it's a path to get more Bitcoin you want to give me a box that's just gonna make me money cool I'm gonna buy more Bitcoin with it right like that's the, right. that's right. some of the strategy here but you know I think that if you're not in some way plugged into this you will find it harder and harder to uh, keep ahead, stay ahead and, and tread that water like we were talking about. So I think it's uh, really important to to open one's mind and not just listen to those journalists who might have a deadline, who may not be giving you the full story. They're not really the experts on this thing. And, and really do some research for yourself and start digging in. And I think that critical thinking is more important than ever right now these days and really informing oneself and, and staying on top of things because I think we are in for some difficult times ahead economically, globally. Yeah. And, and ultimately, yeah, I mean, crypto, you, you've got a lot more control over your finances, you know, which is, again, a whole other podcast topic we could we could delve into. So I think maybe we'll, maybe we'll just kind of wrap up there. In, and if people want to find out more, I mean, there's a lot more they can find out by just joining your, your Facebook group. Yeah, I mean, we have a we have a phenomenal Facebook group. It's very welcoming. It's very newbie friendly. You know, we've got people in there who, like myself, have been in the industry for, you know, what, like 100 dog years. And we've got folks in there who literally like just fell off the turnip truck. They have no idea what's going on. They're like, oh my gosh, what is Bitcoin? What is happening, right? We've got the entire gamut. We're super supportive, super friendly. We love questions. We love helping you um, really reclaim your financial sovereignty and reclaim some control like like uh, Jerry was talking about over your own finances and your own financial destiny that's really um, a, a massive passion I think that Jerry and I both share and so you know yeah that strategy that we were talking about about getting you all set up with your with your automated uh, Bitcoin savings account that's something that we teach so feel free to join it's completely 100% free it's called the crypto chill lounge you can just go look it up on Facebook crypto chill lounge and uh, you'll find us and we'd be thrilled to have you and then I'm going to say that, Jerry, since we talked about helium, you might want to give people also your helium uh, link so they can learn more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, love to, to help a lot of families out there because, I mean, I mean, we're f focusing a lot just on, you know, creating the, the best environment for, you know, families to thrive and for, for kids to, to grow and learn. And, and uh, I really believe that crypto is needs to be a big, big part of that. So I really Crypto's appreciate you. It's a great you. topic for families, right? Like for kids yeah. and parents. I think it's a neat thing to, to talk about and learn together. It's a really intergenerational topic. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Any, any final thoughts for, for people out there? So the final thing that I would say is this, and, and a lot of people don't know this. And so I think it's really important to communicate this. You don't have to buy a full Bitcoin. It, it's really true. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it's $35,000 or it's $40,000 or whatever it is. I can't afford that. That ship has sailed. I cannot. Whew. No, you don't have to buy a full Bitcoin. You, If you wanted to set up a little auto purchase program for $5 in Bitcoin every single week, you could do that. You could set it up for $5 a week, like so small, so minimal. And then if you just, if you just let that run, right? Just if, if you can just find $5 a week to, to let that run. And then you don't look at it for, for three years and you're sending it over to this platform where it's earning interest. You will be shocked at how much Bitcoin you have after three years. Shocked. You'll lose it. You'll be like, what? I, have, I had no idea I could do this. It's by, like, but you got to get started today. You got to get started today. So you can get started really small, but don't let this train leave without you. And it's still early, guys. We're still early. 1% of the world owns crypto. 1%. 99% do not own crypto. Don't be left behind. 
you know, you can get started. It's very simple. It's very easy. I will personally help you get started if you'd like. You can join our group. You can tag me in the group. Say, hey, I saw you in Jerry's uh, podcast, and I need help getting started. I'm thrilled to help you get started. So Yeah, and I can certainly vouch for that. It's, it's, it's a really supportive group, and, and Alex, you, you sort of go over and above as it is to help people um, to, to really achieve what they're, what they're after. So this is a calling for me. I, I want to, I want hyper Bitcoinization. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. And, and, and you definitely walk the walk and talk the talk. So again, thanks so much for being on the show today, Alex. I really appreciate Thrilled it. Thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me.